Our scripture reading for today is taken from Luke chapter 16, one of the great stories that Jesus tells to teach us about spiritual matters. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried in Hades, that is hell, where he was in torment. He looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I'm in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been set in place, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them so that they will not come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. These are your words, Heavenly Father. They are your truth. We pray that you would increase our faith through them. Amen. I'd like to tell you a Bethany success story today. There was a young woman many years ago who came here from Milwaukee hoping to, hoping to get a good education and find success. Her mind was filled with a lot of dreams of what her life would be like. And she wasn't sure what major to choose, but she loved art, and she always thought it would be fun to become a professional artist. And she was really excited to study under, at the time, Professor Bill Bukowski, who was here. Her sophomore year at college, her life changed dramatically. She suddenly started getting very sick. They took her to the hospital nearby. And she was hospitalized for many days. And they determined that she had a, uh, a blood disorder called aplastic anemia. And uh, she nearly died from it. While there, she had to receive a number of blood transfusions. I believe it was 17 blood transfusions. And this was before they were screening for the HIV virus. And in one of those bags of blood that she received, she got the HIV virus, which ironically killed the other virus that was killing her. And now she had HIV. And she had to wait to see if she would get AIDS from it. Well, about seven years later, the news finally, claimed, finally came that she did now have AIDS from this blood transfusion. And all of her life plans now had to change. Suddenly, was probably not going to get married, was not going to be able to have a family and all those things. Any, any young man that would date her would find out about this and the romance would end quickly. Likewise, it meant it was going to have to change her life career path. And um, she took on a different job doing sort of like social work. I remember her telling me that at her desk she had a lot of the people in her office had bowls of candy out for people to grab as they came by. 
And because people in the office knew she had AIDS, she said no one ever took a piece of candy from her bowl. Her disease ravaged her body so badly that she finally had to quit her job. And um, she worked in an AIDS clinic um, in Milwaukee and would go visit people in the, in the AIDS wing. When I went to see her a couple months before she died, she was living in a very humble little apartment in an upstairs of an old house. And she was rather limited to the things she could do. She, her body was very achy, and, and um, this was now a very sad ending to her life. And this terrible disease that she contracted here her sophomore year had just ravaged her body and virtually taken away everything from her. She was Lazarus. She was the Lazarus in our text. So much for all the earthly success that she wanted to have in life. But thanks be to God, God had blessed her with a different type of success. When she was a little baby, she had been blessed with Christian parents who brought her to the waters of baptism. And there God washed her in that wonderful font and gave her the gift of faith in Jesus Christ as her savior. And through that, she was cleansed of her sin. She was declared right with God. She was dressed in the holy, perfect righteousness that our Lord gives us. And she was now claimed by God in that water to be a child who would come to heaven someday and get to live with him forever in heaven. And as I talked to her a couple months before she died, you could tell that that's really what mattered now most to her. She was sad about the things she was going to miss out on in life, that's true. But she was also kind of excited now to, to finally get to see and enjoy this thing that she'd been waiting for for so many years. Uh, the eternal home in heaven that her Savior had prepared. And what really struck me in talking to her was the tremendous confidence she had in all of that because of what God had done for her and giving her this gift of faith in her Savior. You know, the parable in front of us that Jesus gives, which may have been an actual account, this story that Jesus tells really sets in front of us the distinction between temporal or earthly success and eternal or heavenly success. Uh, we see that displayed so differently between the rich man and then Lazarus. Talk about an exaggerated uh, example of that. You are here today at this college seeking success in your life. You're here studying art and music and science and history and all the different subjects and majors that we offer, and that's fantastic. And we hope and pray that you go off and have a long, fulfilling, and, and successful life in, in all of those ventures. God can use all of those gifts in very wonderful ways in people's lives. And yet, as you strive for those, those successful things in your life that we hope and pray will be coming up for you, we also hope and pray, more importantly, that the greater success that God alone can give through the precious gift we have of faith in Christ, that that will be the real treasure that you want in life. And so as you, as you reach and study ahead in your lives for various things, do it with a love and a primary focus and love and passion for the higher and more important success. Strive for the success that, that God defines as success. And you do that as you're doing right here today 
listening to Moses and the prophets, listening to the word of God, where God feeds that faith inside of us and keeps it alive. And someday, with that in your heart, we pray that God will let you experience the greatest ride you're ever going to feel, the lifting up of the angels taking you to Abraham's side. Amen.